0: president this person is gutless uh this person if it doesn't if he doesn't agree with what's going on should
1: quit and write a book or speak out or or do whatever uh i think eventually with all of the journalistic firepower now focused on this we might eventually figure out who it is
0: interesting um so that's that's a fairly common thing you're hearing from the get-go yesterday that's from howard kurtz who's a fox news media analyst this is from david from who who hates trump Uh, writing in The Atlantic uh, immediately, but he he hates Trump, but he wrote this. Why this is a constitutional crisis. A cowardly coup from within the administration threatens to inflame the president's paranoia and further endanger America's security. But what he said is, in his piece, impeachment is a constitutional mechanism. The 25th Amendment is a constitutional mechanism. Mass resignations followed by voluntary testimony to congressional Committees are a constitutional mechanism. Overt defiance of a president's authority by the president's own appointees, that's a constitutional crisis. And how it was a cowardly move.
2: We're talking about the anonymous editorial published in the New York Times yesterday, in which many you know, fairly well-trodden accusations about the president's skills, acumen, sanity, etc., were remade by an alleged senior official. It was uh, the first time, or might as well be the first time, the New York Times has ever published an anonymous editorial. Uh, no, I, the second time. They mentioned an earlier time. That's, it'd be a distraction to mention what it was. But um, So everybody's uh, hair is on fire in D.C. as
0: usual. Well, you got somebody who, who who sounds like they know the thinking of the cabinet claiming that they all got together and vowed to resist the president Mm. and that they were considering the 25th Amendment, which would be them going to Congress and saying, this guy's cuckoo and can't be president. That's a hell of a thing. And on that note, we welcome
2: Gabby Morangello, Washington Examiner, White House reporter. Gabby, the time for careful fact-based reporting is past. (laughs) It is time for wild speculation. How are you? I'm
4: doing well. How are you?
2: Good. Actually, what we'd like to know from you since you're around it was how... Crazy was the atmosphere uh, at the White House and or around D.C. yesterday.
4: Oh, gosh, it's been a crazy week here. Um, I mean, between the Kavanaugh hearings, the Woodward book, the uh, anonymous op-ed yesterday that you guys were talking about. It's just it's been uh, nonstop. Well, <laughs> I'm
0: trying to get a sense of this. Just my sense from here, a long way from it is that this was even another level, though, by Trump standards, of of, uh, of of just, holy crap. I mean, when this hit, you all had to be, like, jumping on your phones and whispering <laughs> to each other.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I actually just got off the phone with somebody who uh, worked in the lighthouse up until recently, and um, they were saying that there's, you know, a great deal of frustration about this, but they almost feel like there's been a coordinated attack by the establishment and career officials in the last week or two between, you know, some of the comments that were made against the president in the aftermath of um, the death of Senator McCain and um, things that were used then to, in this person's words, score political points. And then now the drop of the Woodward book, earlier this week with all of the accusations and that about various staffers pulling files off of the Resolute Desk in the Oval Office to prevent President Trump from doing things they didn't want him to do. And now, of course, it's, you know, anonymous column in The New York Times alleging that there's sort of this shadow operation inside the administration. It, it really is just a huge pile on, and you have to think that, you um, The president is certainly feeling very alone in this moment
2: do you feel and this is more editorial than reporting but do you feel like anything has changed with this editorial or is it a particularly loud pronunciation of what we've been hearing
4: (laughs) i i think it's probably more of the latter um you know most people inside the white house aren't really concerned about it um there's what i'm hearing at least is that there's not a lot of pressure on um cabinet officials or even senior administration officials and senior white house officials to issue statements of their own saying that they had no involvement in this that this wasn't written by them wow Um, see i thought they'd be waterboarding
2: jeff sessions by now no
4: (laughs) yeah didn't wouldn't we all uh no no it does not appear to be the case
0: (laughs) so god i don't know are you are you all scrambling trying to figure out who it is or are you wagering
4: oh gosh of course but i mean there's you know, 900-something, some senior officials inside this administration. There,
0: Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold the presses. So is that an accurate number? There are 900 people that could be considered a senior official? Senior
4: official, correct. Well, you know, that waters it down a bit. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I mean, so it could be the Secretary of to. Defense or
0: somebody who knows barely more than I do.
4: Right. It could absolutely just be a deputy um, you know, official in some capacity at the State Department. It could be somebody at the Transportation Department, um, another agency. I mean, a Deputy Undersecretary have to at
0: either. the Transportation Department
2: is <laughs> not going to... Or mean, the Department just, of the Interior, whatever that is.
4: That that individual would be considered a senior administration official, yes.
0: Wow. wow. Yeah.
4: Well, so, we, we were, so I have to imagine that, you know, the fact that the New York Times so rarely publishes anonymous op-eds, I think mean, they've only done this once before, they obviously know the identity of this person, and I, I think in order to yeah, be John Barron. Like this, it has to be somebody with at least some name recognition.
0: John Barron, a White House official. Same <laughs> <laughs> yeah. guy I used to call People Magazine.
2: Uh, we believe this to actually be Gabby Morangelo, White House uh, reporter for the Washington Examiner, on the line. Busted.
0: Uh, all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Gabby, uh, God help us all. I wonder what the big story will be tomorrow. I, I hope we can check in uh, when it breaks.
4: I'm sure that there's going to be more more to this story coming in the oh, next few hours. All right,
2: well, thanks for wow. a couple of minutes of your time, Gabby. It's great to talk to you.
4: Always great. Thanks for having me. Thank
0: you. A couple of interesting things there. Well, one, obviously, 900 senior officials it could be. Again, getting back to our conversation with whoever that was from the Washington Post, the New York Times has got to know, if it's not a household name, at least among political junkies, mm-hmm. um, they're going to take a hell of a hit. It's got to be a big name to yeah. print that that way. I would assume they know that. But as he pointed out, he said, it's the it's the opinion division, not the news of division. And the the, the editorial room, they hate Trump. Oh, and they are left at Trotsky at so, the New York Times. So this, they churn out editorials. I can't believe they're serious. But they made a bad calculation. If it's some unknown mid-level, most people would go, meh, who cares what that person thinks? The other thing is interesting. I have a
2: standard on that, by the way. I'm ready to announce it. Their title has to be six syllables or less. Undersecretary, that's fine. Assistant, undersecretary, no friggin' way. (laughs) Special (laughs) assistant to the (laughs) undersecretary. No. Six or less, New York Times. You're on the clock.
0: God, I just kind of feel like... If it's somebody I haven't heard of, as somebody who follows it pretty closely, it's. But anyway, the other thing is interesting: is some belief that this is a coordinated effort. Surely the funeral doesn't fit in. The mm. only thing I can picture, and this comes
2: from the wonderful, wonderful book by Mark leibovich which every grade schooler, or middle schooler, or high schooler in America must read. This town, uh, it opens at Tim Russert's funeral. Where the uh, the uh, the high and mighty are gathered and jawing and gossiping and elbowing for uh, more prominent positions, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the points of the book is they all know each other. They go to the same, their kids go to the same schools. They work on the same boards. They they laugh about the partisan battles you all are so obsessed about. Um, I could absolutely see a gathering as auspicious as the McCain funeral. Being a place where people whispered a little bit, then they went to a reception afterward and whispered a little more.
0: I actually wondered if Bush and Obama got any alone time where, they'd, where they said, God, can you believe this crap? I mean, what the hell? Like Bush supposedly said after the inaugural inaugural address, which I was at. Dressed as a spy. Uh, That's right, hilariously so. Bush, Bush apparently said to somebody, "Boy, that was some weird ass, wasn't it?" <laughs> but I wonder if Trump or if Bush and uh, Obama spent any time. Did you see the Bush passing the candy to Michelle? That I did. It was cute. Everybody thought it was a tender moment. Um, but so a coordination between a couple of very mild attacks on Trump at the funeral. But the Woodward op-ed thing does seem like it's of a, a very similar flavor. Well, he Two was days called apart. a gutless fake. I mean, that's that's not a mild attack. That's a severe
2: attack. Harsh at the funeral. Yes, but I know you don't want to talk about
0: that. But um, so but this this op-ed piece and the book, they're they're very similar. Theme. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's the same theme. Yep. So that that being coordinated, it's hard to imagine Bob Woodward coordinating with somebody that would do it anonymously, though. No, that and that's well, okay. The other way to look at well, it would everybody's be, anonymous in his book, practically. Well, the other way to look at it would be this makes more sense. The book has been known to be coming out for months. We knew the day it was coming out. This op-ed person timed their op-ed piece to the book that was coming out. Right. And or the New York Times did. didn't have to be working with Woodward right, for that. Right.
2: Well, do we have texts on the topic? Because we have a couple oh, of we'll emails uh, seeking to answer my question. How in the world If you are at the center of a secret cabal of resistors within the White House, how in the world would it advance your priorities to announce it? That would seem to be the last thing you'd want to do.
0: Well, again, the motivation of this is completely mysterious. We have
2: been, and this may shock you,
0: at odds with our
2: management in the radio business at times in the past. At times, rather starkly and harshly at odds with them. The last thing you do is declare, "Uh, by the way, I'm your enemy, and I'll be opposing you.
0: And when you're not looking on it, yank
2: stuff off your desk. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to ignore your orders whenever I can. So, anyway, no, you don't do that. Right. That's the
0: opposite of Machiavellian. Right, yeah, exactly. We have uh, one theory on maybe why they did it. Okay, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Stand up now and...
0: his Fitbit data from his testimony in Congress yesterday mm. to show that his heart rate went from 44 to when they started asking him questions and grilling him there to 109. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 44. Fitness. he looks uh, to be pretty fit. Addict, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, you you're 41. You can't have a nose ring testifying in front of Congress when you're 41 years old listen to you you old man what about if you pair it like with a popped collar like he did
2: you're stuck in yesteryear old man oh speaking of which i was listening to the kavanaugh hearings the kavanoscopy uh, in the lunchroom and old dick durbin was droning on and at one point he paused so long i thought somebody turned the tv off i turned around <laughs> i'm like what the hell i'm listening to that. oh he's just staring and <laughs> uh, what in your uh, decision was um I move we adjourn because it seems the speaker has died. <laughs> uh, the senator is uh, no longer with us,
0: Mr. Chairman. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like his time. So I uh, yield my time and keel over. So, all right, in the inevitable topic of the New York Times we got the late-night comics taking on the uh, the joke of the day. Oh, late-night joke off, excellent. You want to hear it on that topic? Uh, sure, yeah. Why don't we lead with that? And then um,
2: theories on what the writer was hoping to accomplish, since it would seem to me that their self-righteously stated goal, and, and hell, uh, if you think they're doing something very important, reigning the president in, I kind of agree with you. But it came off very self-righteous and if indeed they were sincere in in, in their uh, you know explanation of what they're doing, how the hell would that piece advance their goals? I don't get that. The last thing you want to do is Jack said it's the opposite of Machiavellian to let people know exactly what you're doing and why if you're if you're being all deceptive and stuff
0: but, so I don't understand so some the, theories on that coming. up. I don't understand the premise for the late night joke off how does that work?
2: Well, see Jack what we're going to do is play a handful <laughs> of jokes from late night comics and I Joe Getty will rate them all for their quality and the bottom grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. Yeah, okay. As soon as I am granted the kingly power to do that.
0: Which is sooner Today the New later. York Times published an anonymous article from a senior White House official that criticizes Trump. Yeah, when Trump heard he scream, "Oh my god, the fake news is
1: coming from inside the house."
2: One thing we know to be true. Is that when it comes to Trump, whatever you think is happening, is happening. <laughs> Exhibit A, an editorial that came out like an hour like an hour before this taping in the New York Times, titled, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump Administration. Mr. President, they trace the resistance. It's coming from inside the White House. Get out of there! And, and stay out of there. <laughs> The New York Times today published an op-ed written by an anonymous senior White House official titled, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. Okay, I'm going to say it was Kellyanne in the Situation Room with the laptop.
0: <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, well, all right. It's fairly tightly packed. Fallon the and winner I, with a B+. Plus. And I believe Seth was U.S. born, which is an advantage.
2: Right. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Colbert with a, a C plus, same joke, but a much longer setup. Mm. And the the great uh, rule of comedy is the quality of the punchline is directly related to the length of the setup. Sure, it's a Pythagorean theorem or something. Exactly. If you have the fun, if you have a punchline so funny, people will f- fracture ribs laughing at it. Well, then feel free to string out the setup. But yeah, again, Fallon winning that for brevity. Myers with a B minus is fine. So Colbert uh, is banned for life from comedy, C+.
0: So it's interesting from people on the left and the right, I'm hearing the same thing out of the Fox people as I heard out of Rachel Maddow or Steve Schmidt, who's a Republican, but on MSNBC all the time because he hates Trump so much, saying they got to come forward. If you're if you're part of a brave something or other, you got to stick your neck out and have some guts to say it. And I'm hearing that on Fox and MSNBC. So this mm, person has to be feeling some pressure. So they have brought us together. <laughs> well, this person has to be feeling a little bit of R-r-r. if Rachel Maddow <laughs> and you know Sean Hannity both think I'm a coward and are know, saying so. I don't know what I've accomplished.
2: Yeah. Yeah uh terry with a thought if your objective is to vent and give fuel to the resistance slash trump hysteria then publishing the piece was successful it's tone deaf and maybe counterproductive to getting democrats elected one liberal writer complained that such efforts are like mm, pleasuring yourself into your macbook pro don't do <laughs> it's that. satisfying at a basic level but really accomplishes nothing well then it's going to ruin your macbook
0: I'm not using it. Trust me. Um, oh, so that person thinks the person who wrote it is trying to get more Democrats elected? Oh, uh, yes. Even though trying to whip up the,
2: the quote-unquote resistance, which is so so self-aggrandizing. Good Lord.
0: That that term. God, you people are silly. But resist, we must. Oh, well, grant you that. Yeah, we just got this text. New York Times article. It's all about the election. Join the resistance and vote Democrat in November.
2: Because hmm. these are scary, scary times.
0: I, See, I, I, I get that's why the Times would publish it, but th- it, that doesn't fit with the phrasing in, in no. The letter. It, does, it doesn't fit with the content of the letter. The stuff about we we believe in a lot of these policies yeah. and are and our, the administration's done some great stuff. Yeah, and we're and we think it's going the right direction. So yeah, yeah if, if this was about trying to motivate the left, I don't think they would have said those it. Things. Seems like that one uh, paragraph is the point. I'm just not sure why you said it out loud. Um, Americans need to know that there are adults in the room. I. I think that's the whole point of this thing. Yeah. Is they felt like we're all so nervous and scared and wetting ourselves. They need to let us know that they're brave patriots. They're taking care of this. But again, anybody paying attention knows that. Again, the problem I have is the two examples they give of them getting in the way are two things that Trump ran on and got elected on his views on trade and wanting to be friendlier with Russia. Now, maybe you don't agree with him, but that's not the point. He said both of those things out loud over and over again, and he got voted in as president. Right, and this doesn't go to if he's
2: erratic and mercurial and and childish and uncurious and all that stuff. Maybe you believe that's true. I happen to believe some of it's at least partially true. But anyway, but the specific policy stuff, yeah, the trade stuff he's been running on for three decades, and I would argue... The status quo is nervous because the status quo preser, pr- prefers the status quo. And shaking up trade to get better deals down the line makes them very, very nervous. So that's that's just that's a matter of opinion, man. So the- and then the Russia example, I think it's weird how, how he has a man crush on Putin, too. But the example they give uh, makes clear that, well, yeah, but the administration as a whole has been really tough on Russia and Putin. So uh, anyway... This isn't the work of the so-called deep state. It's the work of the steady state. Yes, yeah, the work of a really good foreign policy team that says, Mr. President, I really, really, really think you got to do this.
0: That's why I think they should come forward. And, you know, so if you think he's crazy, like so erratic and, uh, and off the hinges that he's crazy, needs to be removed, come out and explain this to us, like how that worked. Maybe I'm going to read that in the Woodward book tomorrow. I don't know. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
1: No, no, not me. The list of op-ed deniers grows. Supreme Court nominee. A lot of people think it was Trump. Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh uses nominee
0: precedent to avoid
1: answering questions.
0: There you go. Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Another heated day of Kavanaugh hearings uh, that's like getting, Kavanaugh-scopy. getting obscured somewhat by the op ed piece in the New York Times. I was listening to a little on a, a a radio station yesterday that was taking it wall to wall, and it was it would have been really, really, I think, great stuff if I had any idea what any of the cases they were discussing meant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did yeah. you think in Johnson versus Freeborn? Well, I thought it was ruled correctly. If you think that Johnson had a had standing, yeah. But how does that compare to to to, to Fredericks versus Allenton? <laughs> right. Don't you think he had standing? Well, I suppose it. None of us have any idea what you're talking about. I mean, if this hearing is to try to help us, it's not. It's not. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, my friends, you can
1: now add the Director of National Intelligence to the list of Trump administration officials who say they didn't write the anonymous opinion piece in the New York Times. Which is exactly
0: what they would claim if they did. Well, that's the problem with this. Oh, you asked me. Damn it. I guess I got to tell you. Yeah, I did. I was hoping nobody would ask. (laughs) Dan
1: Coates says speculation that either he or his top deputy was the author is patently false. This morning, by the way, amongst uh, Trump's many tweets, he uh, sent out this message, "I'm draining the swamp." And the swamp is trying to fight back. There's a little bit of truth to that. Oh, yeah. There's oh, a little absolutely. bit of truth to that. Yeah. The New
2: York Times published an anonymous Oh, no, that's me. Oh, stop. Shut
1: up. <laughs> Yesterday, during a meeting with law enforcement officials, Trump blew up at the Times when he first found out about all this. So if the failing New York Times has an anonymous editorial, can you believe it? Anonymous, meaning gutless, a gutless editorial, uh, we're doing a great job. The poll numbers are through the roof. Our poll numbers are great. And guess what? Nobody is going to come close to beating me in 2020 because of what we've done. We've done more than anybody ever thought possible in it's not even two years. So thank you very much. And
0: And the cheers proceed. I I look forward to reading the Woodward book um, because some of the experts I've heard remind me of a boss I had one time. Who would announce, like on a whim, this these projects. We well, yeah, should do this, let's do that, Like get to work on that. And it'd be hours of work to do something. And then by the time you got done, you realized he didn't even remember saying. Right. It, yeah, or, or it never got, made it onto the air or whatever. And then so eventually we all just caught on. And when he would say stuff like that, uh, we would just say, oh yeah, it's a great idea. And not do anything. He would forget about it. There'd be no penalty for not doing what he just told you to do because he would just forget about it and move on to something else. And it sounds like there's a certain amount of that to Trump and that that's obvious from watching him on the campaign trail. When he announced his Apple boycott, he never thought about that again. Right. There would have been no reason to scramble and put out press releases and get all the Apple products out of the office. No, he didn't mean that. And I think that happens, I could believe that that happens in the White House regularly. Uh-huh. Where he shoots off his mouth about something and people don't react because they know he's just shooting off his mouth.
2: Well, and I understand he's prone to changing his mind. Right. A lot. Right. Now, on the, Sometimes on, inexplicably. On
0: the whole, re- the, 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 on the whole, um, uh, the Swamp Fighting Back thing, I know he got killed by a lot of people. For instance... For agreeing to meet with little fat head in North Korea without going through the proper channels and all the stuff that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. As Newt Gingrich said, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to have 15 papers written by smart people at the Brookings Institution over a period of six months. And then you have a team of policy experts go over those papers and put those into one paper. And he didn't do any of that stuff. Well, there are some people that think that that is crazy behavior on Trump's part that he doesn't follow those guidelines. I'm not bothered by that. Mm. So when they're talking about right. that stuff, I don't freaking care that he doesn't do it the way... You're not supposed to call the... Who was it they called day one? And everybody got all worked up about the leader of Taiwan or wherever. Oh, oh something oh, about right. the one, one China
2: state. Right, right. And that is why we are now at war
0: with China. Yeah, who cares? On that stuff. Yeah. So I want to know what specific instances you're talking about. Of behavior you, right. you don't think is appropriate.
1: Well, after a lengthy debate this morning about the release of more records dealing with Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh's time with the Bush administration, senators finally getting around to questions. Dianne Feinstein zeroing in on Roe v. Wade, asking Kavanaugh, even if he said it is settled law, do you think it is correctly settled? Kavanaugh coming up with nominee precedent justice ginsburg but really all the justices have not given hints or forecasts or previews and justice kagan i think captured it well as she often does with in talking about questions like the one you're asking you can't give a thumbs up or thumbs down and uh, maintain the independence of the judiciary so i need to follow that nominee precedent
3: here
0: so and that- what what is interesting about that is there have been This will now be the ninth Supreme Court justice that has used what they call the Ginsburg Rule of not answering the questions. And that's the way it's going to be from here on out, I guess? Yes. Oh, clearly, absolutely. Which is just ridiculous. Because the nature of the questions
2: has forced them into that position. You know, I was thinking about this this morning, and, you know, the point's been made by others. But if you were to get a, uh, you know, a Notorious RPG or, or Kavanaugh or whomever to say, yeah, yeah, if I had an abortion case in front of me, I'd rule in favor of the anti-abortion people. I mean, what, what the hell would that look like when one of those cases came before you? Uh, your Honor, I moved to not even try the case because you've pronounced how you would rule. I mean, why you can't put them in that position, then act aghast when they don't, you know, go for the right. bait. Uh, the whole thing is just
1: dumb. Researchers have discovered when your brain function peaks
2: each
0: Long year. ago. About 10 years ago. No. Oh, no, each no. year?
1: Each
2: year. Well, wait a minute. I can tell you when mine does. Okay. Like two days after it starts to get chilly again. I'm much more mentally acute when it's chilly. Yeah. Wow. Joe. The hot weather makes you stupid. You are. Offense to the American South or the tropical right? regions of the globe, which have achieved in science, technology, and right? industry a tiny fraction
0: of the chilly parts of the globe. Hmm? Peak brain function, I know, for me every year. Tomorrow at 3.15. <laughs> That's when my brain will be at its peak.
1: Wow. I'll tell you guys, you I'm, are right. I want to hang around you then. You are right on, but Joe is more right on than you, Jack. The human brain works best in autumn. Researchers at the University of Toronto found the brain is function functions better in late summer and early fall. Well, and did they
0: attribute mm. it to the weather or what? How do you explain all the pumpkin spice buying stuff? Then, yeah, right? exactly. That's, yeah. A, that's a pretty Stupid. good counterpoint. It's a
1: flavor bullying. They discovered mild dementia is likely to develop in the winter and the spring and by shedding light on the mechanisms underlying the seasonal improvement in cognition in the summer and early fall the findings could open the door to new venues of treatment for dementia for alzheimers here, here.
0: Here, that is pretty interesting, and I do yeah. feel that for all my uh, my joking tone yeah. the other day, I do feel like that after Labor Day we get into the serious buckle down, mm-hmm. take things serious part of the year. And well, here, maybe it's, it's
2: because our minds are working better. Here's a hair theory based on seconds of considering the question. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> as as a beast, yeah, the human beast. When the summer is over and and the cold winds a blow, mm-hmm. you got to get serious about preparing for the winter and. And being prepared for, you know, the, the no yeah, food coming. right? And, and And a mortal threat to your very survival on the weather, at least in large parts of the Throw world. on your Uggs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're a college girl.
1: Get ready for Black Friday. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Michael. There you go. That's wrapped. up your news. I'm Marshall Phillips.
0: The strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Or what if it turns out the flavor pumpkin spice makes our brains work better? <laughs> We start drinking the pumpkin spice, and all of a sudden we're thinking better. Still won't drink it. <laughs> wow. I've never had one. I'd rather be stupid than
2: drink pumpkin spice latte. You mixed. had one the other day. Oh, you enjoyed it was it? delicious. Did, In fact, I've
1: been
0: back twice. Did you get the full-bore one with the way they make it? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I oh, never yeah. get anything at Starbucks like that. I the always grande. get I always get half to a third of the mm. sugar, chocolate, everything. No, I, had, I came full on. Mm. It was good. Oh, man, that's a rich dessert right yeah. there.
2: You know, yes. uh, there's a, uh, an email I absolutely must share with you in a moment or two.
0: And I have a private message for the writer. My mom just actually sent me an email with her guess as to who the op-ed writer is. Really? That's how much this is. Your mom did? Yes. Wow. This is how much it swept the nation. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Well, <laughs> yeah, a lot
1: of people are guessing Melania. Well, I tell you, they could have a big unveil. You could do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Trump could
0: do it. That's They're a special. Trump's got to have a Friday night special. Yes. Ah, boy, so we're, we're, they're talking actually about doing a, a focus group research project to figure out what you all want, because everybody's mm-hmm. guessing the modern world. How much like, T- talk radio listeners in general yeah, how much, and or, you know, the audience of this fine program. How much Trump talk do you want? How much do you want it to be, um, you know, uh, nonpartisan or, or does everybody want partisan news now? I don't know. So for me to say, here's another interesting nugget from the Woodward book, I think, you know, half of you are are interested and half of you think, oh, my God, shoot me now. Right. But this is kind of good just because it's super gossipy. Melania Trump refused to appear alongside Trump on uh, TV right after the Billy Bush tape came out. She wouldn't she wouldn't show up on a a TV screen with him for a while. I understand that. I do, too. It's true. I do, too. <clears throat> Jeez, I'll bet. It'd just be too uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway, that that's that's the kind of stuff these the, the Woodward books are not, by the way. They're not that. Just, no. that's a line in there. But it's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's
2: gossip, though. Uh, so a couple of things. Number one, uh, email-wise, uh, a lot of you folks are just terrific at bringing uh, information or articles or whatever to our attention. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, sometimes funny stuff, insights, opinions, the rest of it, and and a fair amount of hate mail, too, which, uh, you know, I hate to discourage the senders of hate mail, but y- you'd be shocked at how little effect it has. Uh, one of my favorite techniques is the trying to shame us into having a particular point of view. If you guys had the courage to point out blah, 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 oh no, oh my god, people think I'm a coward if I don't agree with that person. Good lord, if you had any idea how <laughs> utterly ineffective those uh, emails are, but uh, here's here's one of my favorites. Listening to you guys is torture. Hmm. This is someone who emails us all the time. So why are you? Why are you listening? Turn it off. Find something else. Plug in your smartphone. Listen to tunes. Or, I don't know, look
0: out the window and be alone with your own thoughts. Why the hell would you keep listening? I regularly, though, will turn on a news show and... Um... I I uh, I don't sit down and watch. I have headphones on and walk around doing stuff. But I'll be I'll be like five minutes into a story and think I don't care about this. Why am I listening to this? Right. I do that all the time. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, it's a t- terrible habit. Why waste your time listening to stuff you don't care about? Uh, agreed. And
2: uh, here's a, here's a note about the modern world. And this is particularly for our younger listeners who often fall for the delusion that that which is has always been and must always be. Question everything because a lot of it didn't used to be. You know, whether you're talking about the size of government, the, the reach of government, the level of taxation, just all sorts of stuff. Question everything. Talking about uh, me and a bunch of buddies talking about the NFL season uh, earlier in the week, and I don't care much. I'm not sure how much I'll watch. I, if, you know, my team of choice gets hot, I might start watching. I don't even know. But I used to be like, watch the preseason guy. Oh, yeah. And try to figure yeah. out how the prospects are going to work out and the rest of it.
0: I did many years of my life where I would watch uh, two to three games on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. The early, the late, and then the nighttime. Mm-hmm. It, it le- if not all of them, certainly parts of them. Now,
2: this is not as uh, of great heft as the NFL, but NASCAR, which was enormous for a while the team the the company rather that sponsored the team that won it all last year and i don't remember the company it was some hardware something or other and it doesn't matter um it
0: was radio shack that's how bad it's gotten
2: the, uh, the 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 company that sponsored the the grand winner last year announced that eh, we're not going to do it anymore
0: blockbuster video
2: no, I that's think that's how the, bad NASCAR got. No, has the gotten. company is an ongoing concern, you fool. The point is <laughs> that the the sport has peaked so and gone right. so far down. Hey, things come and they go. Yeah, sure.
0: You know, entertainment wise, yeah, it's just fashion. Yeah, I think the biggest parallel, or the best parallel, rather, is to heavyweight boxing. There was a time oh, yeah. when I was the the most famous person on the planet was the heavyweight champion of the world. When mm-hmm. I was my son's age, Buster Douglas, a third grader, eight year old, yeah. There isn't a kid in my class, certainly not a boy in my class, that wouldn't have known who the heavyweight champion of the world is. Not a chance you wouldn't have known. If I asked my son that, he would say, what is that? The what of the what? <laughs> what are you talking I about? I've heard of the world.
2: The rest of those words are... Well,
0: uh... like variety shows were all the TV shows for like a decade. And then, you know, the changes to something else. Just our, our interest in whatever entertainment changes. And it's just entertainment.
2: Speaking of entertainment, here's a uh, an email just in from, hmm, he, he signs off his email as Salty Dick. You know, I, you can use whatever uh, nickname you want, sir, but I suggest you keep looking. Old Sodium Richard. Anyway, uh, you guys don't need no stinking focus group. Stay the course. It's written like yeah. a Trump uh, tweet with lots of capitals and exclamation points. <laughs> My only minor nit would be to eliminate the VJJ crap. The what? What? What, discussion of women's
0: reproductive parts. I don't know. VJJ. V- hmm. Stay calm and carry on. I would say. I mean, this is this is true. We have talked to these people. I won't mention any names or shows or whatever. There, are, there are radio hosts, some of the biggest names in in, in radio all across America, struggling to figure out. Because you get so much hate mail from people. Too much, too little, right. to this,
2: to that. Or too, too pro-Trump, too anti-Trump. It used to yeah. be
0: fairly predictable what an audience wanted. Now it's just its really hard to figure out.
2: Jason writes, haters gonna hate, potatoes gonna potate.
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason, don't we all need a laugh these days? I guarantee you Rush Limbaugh has had many, many conversations, at least with himself, about... What do I? Do? What should I do? What do people want right now? Because there are things Trump does that are just asinine. <laughs> that to that, that that I'm sure Rush Limbaugh thinks I can't pretend that's not crazy.
2: Well, yeah, but so he, has he just to, stays he's away from that, right? He his go to is to to attack Democrats, attack the left, which is fine. Yeah.
0: Sure, it seems to have made him a, a reasonably good living. Yeah. But it, I'm, I'm, my my only point is it's just it's not as simple as it used to be. <laughs> Definitely. Did you know you have to have an ID to buy a uh, a magic marker? A Sharpie? Seriously? Yeah. Tried to buy one at Walmart the other day. They carded me. What? So
2: you're not, like, graffitiing? I don't know. You have to be 18. That's got to be it. And have like, are you, you
0: mark a sniffer. You have to prove you're 18 to buy a, a magic marker. Seriously? The yeah, well, you do have it, the, free. You got a youthful glow about you, so... <laughs> I just, man, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the crime is. You Do, do you make meth out of that? Or? It's got to be uh, graffiti. Okay. Or can you get high sniffing
2: markers? I, I certainly hope not. Sean, sniff a marker for a while. I'll and and right some back. paint. So, and some gas. So <laughs>
0: abortions and needles to inject heroin you can get at any age anywhere exactly. without an ID. Um, magic markers and cold medicine, though. You have to yeah. be 18. Well, and famously, you can get an abortion at your school, but not an aspirin. Mm-hmm.
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home?
1: Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end.